0: Welcome.
1: In case anyone was curious, that theme has a title.
0: Oh, what is it?
1: Love theme from anything we want. (laughs) Gorgeous. Happy Valentine's Day.
0: It's not Valentine's Day. That already happened. Way past it.
1: As of recording this, we now have three episodes out in the Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. People have heard these.
0: Eh, That's fine.
1: It might just be robots that are getting up those plays.
0: I pretend that no one has heard them because that makes me feel better. Get it up. What?
2: Let's
3: get it up.
0: Today we're talking about soundtracks.
1: (laughs) Always off to a good start.
0: More so songs on soundtracks. Yes. I have a few categories that I've split mine into.
1: I have a few categories as well. Most of mine fall into one primary category and then I have a couple outliers.
0: Mm, So here are mine songs that were specifically written for movies. Yes. Songs that existed and just happened to be put on a soundtrack. Yes. Um, I have one from TV, a a subcategory within these is movies I've actually seen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then same. there are full soundtracks that I owned and listened to. So okay. that's kind of what I'm working with.
1: I don't think we went over this prior to this very moment, but my categories are almost identical. <laughs> the only difference is I didn't really come up with a official subcategory of soundtracks I like for movies I didn't watch. Uh-huh. But that is something I mentally kept a note of. Yeah. Another thing I'd only mentally kept note of are full soundtracks I listen to, but I do have my own category, which we'll get to. Okay, that's kind of a offshoot of TV soundtracks. Mm.
0: Um, you told me that you were gathering information about soundtracks, so I prepared no data. Okay, uh, You're well, the data king today. That's,
1: that's perfect because my my research was not very successful. Oh boy, but <laughs> I I did get enough research. <clears throat> I was more. I was mostly curious about the uh, the phenomenon of the soundtrack album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was mainly curious about the the origins and sort of the commercial arc of the soundtrack album, which I'm sure there's. I'm sure someone has written something that was out there, but I couldn't really find what I wanted. But mm-hmm. basically, what I was curious about begins circa Saturday Night Fever,
0: mm-hmm. and when maybe was, what year was that?
1: I think it was 77. Mm, Okay. And then really picked up starting around the 80s. -hmm. Once you get into all those dancing movies that were happening, Mm -hmm. that had their own theme, into the 90s. And then maybe started to trail off at some point in the 2000s. Um, Still going strong, but once, once you had illegal downloading, really taking over, and then streaming, that seemed to sort of signal the end of the soundtrack album as was a real like
0: chart topper.
1: Chart topper mm-hmm. and like force in pop culture. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you still have, we're, as of recording this, we're only four months removed from Stranger Things and Kate Bush having a number one hit based yeah. on that, or the Master of Puppets phenomenon, or Nirvana, something in the way, being huge 30 years post mortem because of Batman or whatever it was. But yeah, I was really mostly curious about that 80s, 90s peak, Mm -hmm. early 2000s peak of the soundtrack album. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to find anything, but I do have my own thoughts. Anything I tried to find, it would either be a list where someone's listing, here's the 100 or 50 or whatever best soundtrack albums, which helped a little. And then anything else beyond that I found was just going way too too far into other stuff that i wasn't interested in mm-hmm. so it's like well if you go back to the 1920s and the 1930s silent films you know it's yeah, like, it's like, like, I, that's like, not yeah, what i want
0: the whole point of those are that they're silent
1: yeah so really i mean my own my own personal like background that i pieced together i would guess the origins would have been you know in the 60s you had the Beatles doing like magical mystery tour and yellow submarine, where the majority of the music was their own songs mm-hmm. or like those Elvis films that he was doing when he was in his career slump. Then getting into the seventies you had like Black Exploitation mm-hmm. soundtracks. So like Shaft is the big one, mm-hmm. Isaac Hayes and like Superfly, the Curtis Mayfield one. And there's a whole bunch of other great ones. But I feel like that was probably the closest precursor to what we have today. You know, in the, you had like Easy Rider and stuff like that. But I feel like Saturday Night Fever was the one that really sort of um, started off what ended up being the soundtrack album phenomenon. And I do have an example. Okay. Um, this falls into the category of what I believe are songs written for specifically for this soundtrack. I mean, it is, uh, Saturday Night Fever was somewhat a various artist soundtrack but it's mostly known for all of the the many hits that the bgs wrote for it that that spawned from that album including this one how deep is your love Oh Classic,
0: mm, one of my be- one, one of my favorites. One of your best songs. One of my best. <laughs> I was always proud of you for writing that Thank one. Thank you. I was trying to Google the first music video made for a soundtrack. You know the music videos. I just have like cut scenes from the movie. In yeah, there. yeah. And this is the first. I'm so mad because all google will give me is first music video ever made that's not what i put in there i can put in
1: yeah we must really be in uncharted territory this is, with doing this this is
0: if you, if i have to see video killed the radio star listed in these results <laughs> one more time i'm going to i'm going i'm going to lose it did
1: you know that was the first music I'm video lose on mtv my did you
0: know mind anyway, did you do did you know i've never seen that movie saturday night fever
1: oh yeah i didn't see uh I didn't see Greece until about a year and a half ago.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I watched Greece a lot as a yeah. kid.
1: I haven't seen Saturday Night Fever either.
0: Mm. Probably never will.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were negative 12 and 13 years old at yeah. the time. So it's, I don't know if there's, there's a place for it mm. in our lives. Yeah. Much love to it.
0: Oh, <laughs> goodness. Um, okay. So I just have a list of full soundtracks that I. Owned and f- have fully listened to. Perfect. I would just like to shout out. Some of these we'll talk about more, some of them we won't. So Donnie Darko. I mean.
1: Yeah. I actually did want to uh play a song for oh, you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but I didn't know it was
0: on your list. Yeah. So uh
1: this falls into my category of of songs that were on regular albums. Uh huh. But Uh my discovery was through that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I do credit Donnie Darko or that soundtrack for kind of getting me a little into 80s music. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the time when it came out, I was 80s music sucks. Yeah. Like it's all 70s or 90s. I don't care about the 80s. Yeah. And then the more I grew up, it's like, you know, this song in Donnie Darko was good. Oh, this other song was good. Mm -hmm. And then I think, oh, yeah, maybe I'm an idiot. There's some good songs from the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) Um, There are a few that I could have pulled
0: I almost put one on my list, so I'm curious which one you you chose.
1: Oh, I have two. Oh boy, <laughs> to choose from. I'm just going to click one of them because oh I haven't decided yet. Oh my god!
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don't ask me. What you know is true Don't have to tell you I love your precious heart I I was standing You were there to worlds collided And they could never tear us apart
0: Hey, <laughs> why'd you cut it off there?
1: seems like a good place to no! cut it. No!
0: I kept waiting for it. <laughs> God, yeah, that song rules. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, Out I was edging. also thinking of...
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I was also thinking of Tears for Fears.
0: Yeah, uh... Head Over Heels is the one in like the opening scene where he's riding around on his bike, right? Yes. That's the right one? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, also, oh, man. Yeah. So this had Head Over Heels, Lo- Love Will... <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Love- Are you talking about the NXS yeah.
1: <laughs> Never Tear Us Apart?
0: <laughs> Love Will Tear Us Apart is Joy Division, right? Yes. I get those mixed up. Uh, Love not Will this Never song. Tear Us Apart. <laughs> yeah. uh, and also... The Killing Moon by Echo and the Bunnymen, which yes. I love that song. Yeah. And then, of course, Mad World.
1: Um, Everyone's MySpace song.
0: A song my band covered. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a clip so. <laughs> of your band cover? I mean, I could reenact it pretty mm. well, I think. I Who, won't.
1: Which, mm. which song do you think was on more MySpace? Or which song do you think was more of a MySpace song? Back at the peak of it, like two thousand five, was it? Mad World, like that version of Mad World, or Hey There Delilah.
0: <laughs> probably Hey There Delilah. Or
1: the Thirty Seconds to Mars song. Hey There Delilah, yeah.
0: for sure. For sure. Uh yeah, Donnie Darko, movie I watched a lot when yeah. I in like when I was like fourteen probably. I was yeah. pretty pretty obsessed with that movie and some of those songs. So uh Freaky Friday I've talked about several times. Yes. Uh, had that soundtrack excellent chef's kiss (laughs)
1: what's your favorite from that soundtrack
0: uh i mean there's a halo friendly song on there yeah which is pretty good so yeah um what a girl wants the movie which does not feature the song what a girl wants by christina aguilera i actually don't remember um any songs on there except for the ones that the boy in the movie sings but um, I, I owned it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Excellent.
0: It's a really good movie. You should watch it. Uh, Masterpiece have you seen of cinema. it? Amanda Bynes? What a Girl Wants? Yeah. Oh, it's really good. I've,
1: I mean, via you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that um, as a knock, but. Yeah.
0: One of the many Cameron C- Crow entries, Elizabeth Town. I think that movie is probably the first time I heard It'll All Work Out by Tom Petty. Oh okay I really love that song yeah um I don't know how people feel about that movie, but I don't care yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's always discourse about some movie and I'm like oh, I thought it was good yeah <laughs> but I don't care
1: that was something I, I I seemed to find out when I was looking at movie soundtracks is that <laughs> Cameron Crowe, I think his soundtracks seem more revered than mm. the movies mm-hmm. I mean he has some highly like some very revered movies, but there were yeah. a lot of cases of like oh the soundtrack was great but Don't bother with the movie. There are a few cases of that, which I don't, I don't
0: really get movie people. So, um, I'm not looking for engagement on movie discussion necessarily.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should point out that (laughs) between the two of us, we've seen like 20 movies.
0: I love, I like trash movies. I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to watch most movies. That's fine. Um, Elizabeth town. I like that movie. I like the soundtrack.
1: I'm not familiar personally. Have
0: you not seen it? No. Oh, we got to watch it. Kirsten Dunst. So, Kirsten Dunst almost played Penny Lane in Almost Famous. Yes. Um, I that. And then K- the Cameron Crowe, was like I'll put you in, a- I'll put you in one sometime, and then he did. Elizabeth Town 2005.
1: He, he he made good on his promise.
0: Yeah. Uh there's a scene where a band is playing Freebird and then um where what whatever like <laughs> <laughs> vfw hall they're in or whatever <laughs> yeah catches on fire and they're just like going hard on freebird it's
1: you know i almost pulled freebird as as a soundtrack or as a song for this from what forrest gump but oh. i i bumped it off the list because like, i feel like it's a iconic scene because it's the one where jenny is jenny is like on cocaine yeah and, and uh in a room with like a bunch of passed out guys and she thinks about killing herself mm-hmm. and she decides against it. Uh, I ended up not picking that because I guess for me personally, I already knew the song prior to seeing that scene. Mm-hmm. And also that song oddly wasn't in the soundtrack. Oh, I think Sweet Home Alabama was. Yeah. like There are too many factors and I just figured, whatever. You know Freebird. Why am mm-hmm. I going to play Freebird?
0: I didn't even think about Forrest Gump going through soundtracks yeah sorry um yeah elizabeth town has a i think a couple nancy wilson instrumentals which thank thank you nancy got my father's gun by elton john okay um there's a lindsey buckingham solo song on here shut us down it's good stuff (laughs) coyote ugly the best film of the year 2000, and I will not take any other opinions. Wow! Oh, that movie's so good. That soundtrack—I can't believe I didn't—I didn't pull a clip for it. Can't fight the moonlight. That song's crazy. This does segue into something I want to talk about, though. So, Coyote Ugly in the movie—I <laughs> 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 have actually
1: seen this movie. Of course, you have. <laughs> it would play on TV sometimes. I just figure.
0: assumed I made you watch it at some point.
1: You probably, I'm sure you asked yeah. me, and I said I've seen it. <laughs> um, one of it. John
0: Goodman's best performances, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the movie, Violet, main character played by Piper Parabo. sure, is a singer songwriter, but she wants to just be a writer. She's very shy, um, and then she becomes a coyote, but she, <laughs> <laughs> but actually doing all the vocals is Leanne rhymes. She just made her voice. She just sang differently, so that you can't just tell. Like that's Leanne Rhymes, which is strange because Leanne Rhymes has a pretty distinctive voice. But if you listen to the like non-Leanne Rhymes version of "Can't Fight the Moonlight," which is still actually Leanne Rhymes, you would you you would you could think it was a different person. Does this make sense? Yes. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Segwang. This is going to be a topic for another show at some point. Leanne Rimes and Trisha Yearwood <laughs> both recorded the song "How Do I Live" intended for the movie Con Air. They both recorded it. Yeah. Hang on, I have to pull some facts up. We need a moment for for information.
1: Are we are we segueing into the uh the other episode now?
0: <laughs> yeah, whole new episode. Yeah.
1: All right, soundtracks are over; they're yeah. canceled. Now we're we'll on to the cut, new topic. We'll
0: just cut this part out while I'm.
1: All right, it's time for me to drink.
2: <clears throat>
0: so, the song was, of course, written by Diane Warren. Yes. How do I live? You know it.
1: You know it. You love it.
0: Leanne Rimes originally recorded it for the Con Air soundtrack, but she was only 19 years old, I think. Maybe younger. Is that what happened? Hang on. Cut this out. Oh no. She was only 14 when she recorded it. Whoa. 14. So apparently they, the big dogs thought that it was weird to have a 14-year-old be singing this song for the movie about like falling in love and having Nick Cage involved. I don't know. So then Trisha Yearwood recorded it. But they both released the song, I'm pretty sure, in the same year. It's wild.
1: Wasn't it the same? It wasn't the same day, was it?
0: The Leanne Rimes one, May 23rd, 1997. Trisha Yearwood, May 23rd, 1997. (laughs) The same exact day. They just released both of them.
1: Music industry be doing whatever they want in the 90s.
0: We don't get shenanigans like this anymore. Oh, no. no. Anyway, the Coyote's Ugly soundtrack, I used to (sighs) rollerblade outside quite a bit and just blast this on my (laughs) boombox. Um. Oh, one of my notes here just says Nick Cave was on a lot of soundtracks because yeah. he was. In the 90s, he was on a lot of soundtracks. I was looking up like just some like 90s horror movies. He's just on all of them.
1: Yeah. This is something I might pivot back around to at some point, but I feel like that's kind of a hidden uh, positive trait of these soundtracks is that it got a lot of people into a lot of artists that might they might not have discovered otherwise. I, I can't credit 90s soundtracks personally for getting me into Nick Cave, but I can credit them for getting me into other artists that are now favorites. Yeah. That you maybe... Maybe you wouldn't have heard them on the radio, or maybe you wouldn't have given, given them a chance otherwise until you hear some weird B-side that they decided to toss onto the soundtrack that hits you the right way. Hmm. So...
0: Yeah, Nick Cave was on a lot. The Offspring were on a lot. They yeah. were just doing whatever. negative. They were just doing whatever back then. I love it. Yeah. Um. I also wanted to mention that this is, I mean, there, this ended up being a movie, so there is a soundtrack, but the book, Perks of Being a Wallflower, yes. uh, I looked up a lot of songs <laughs> mentioned in that book. Yeah. It might be how I heard something by the Beatles for the first time, because I looked it up, and oh, wow. also Asleep by the Smiths. For yeah. sure. Okay. So, anyway, um, those are my little tidbits. Um, just before I, I dive into uh, a song, okay? Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a song? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. Let's play a song. Let's pick from the songs that were written specifically for movies. Okay. I mean, it doesn't get any m- more straightforward than "Independent Women, Part One" by Destiny's Child from the 2000s hit "Charlie's Angels." <laughs>
3: Lucy Liu, with my girl Drew Cameron uh-huh. D and Destiny and Charlie's angels come on, come on. Like uh, it, like uh,
0: Did you know that Beyonce Was a Destiny's Child? <laughs> Do people know that <laughs> These days? Did the kids know Yeah So Okay Will you Will you skip Kind of to the Later Half of the song Because there's a part of it Where they're just like It's like opera singing Charlie's Angels
2: What's up Show We'll
0: break these people off Angels style just like high. throwing all the eggs at the wall for this. Is that a saying? I don't know. It is now. Um, <laughs> Just just straight up just shouting out the main three characters, just saying Charlie's Angels several times in the movie. And it was its own hit. It's on its own like B plot of being an independent woman. <laughs> Part one.
1: <laughs> I guess that really set the stage for Beyonce later, just naming all of the zodiac signs. In yeah. a row. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think ever happened to that that Beyoncé lady? I don't know. I, she was I really hope. poised to like have a good career and Yeah, she You never hear from her. Yeah, anymore. I hope
0: she's doing well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. God love her.
0: <laughs> I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's just like w- w- what a gift that this song exists and that just uh what is that cro- cross marketing?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, there's a you have the the soundtrack song that was written for a movie and Either directly like that, or mm-hmm. sort of indirectly, mm-hmm. little lyrical nods, like make reference to the movie or some sort of plot device, and then you have other soundtrack songs that were just tossed on, like, hey, we have this you know this romantic comedy, why don't we toss on this uh sort of sea level grunge band, yeah, because they're on the label <laughs> that the big hit's gonna be on. you have another one you want to go to, or you yeah. wanna play one?
0: yeah, let's just run down so other. Another song that was written specifically for a movie. I don't know. This song kind of makes me feel like busting through a wall. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> it. It's kind of gross. Perfect. Um, But so the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack, It I own that on CD, have have purchased it in the last five years, probably. <laughs> it's got a lot of cool
1: songs That's on true. it. That's true. That's
0: true. What's that one guy? Uh, Jim. Richard Grieco, that's from Ryan the Roxbury. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Is Richard G- Richard Grieco's a real guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's not just a character in Night at the Roxbury. Uh, Jimmy Necco. Jimmy Necco. That was it. He. It was. Was it a song written by Chris Cornell. Yes. Yeah. It was Crazy. A, something
1: that was left off of Euphoria Morning. Wild. Yeah. I um, almost picked that song. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Spider Man Two. So. This song I'm going to play was written specifically for it, but uh, there was another one. There's a yellow card song on there called "Gifts and Curses," which just say like, just starts by like mentioning Mary, which is I like, I think that's like a girl in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this one is vindicated by Dashboard Confessional from the 2004 hit Spider Man Two. <laughs>
3: spinning redemption winding in and winding out the shine of it has caught my eye and roped me in so mesmerizing so hypnotizing i am captivated i am vindicated i am selfish Okay, so
0: I think it's just, I like to sing the chorus of it. It's really fun. But this song really takes a weird turn. There's a lyric about, um, it's like, turn up the corners of your lips, part them, and feel my fingertips. Like, what are you doing? Shoving your fingers in somebody's mouth? And he wrote this after seeing the movie. What...
1: <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think you were getting close to uh, reciting Tool lyrics just then. <laughs>
0: Ew.
1: Finger deep within the borderline.
0: Stop! Line. <laughs> Gross.
1: So well, I was really thinking you were gonna pick something else
0: from the Spider-Man Two soundtrack.
1: From a Spider-Man soundtrack. There's other Spider-Man soundtracks.
0: Oh my god! I, so high. I, I forgot. Is this one of your picks?
1: I got you, baby. Is it really? Yeah.
0: This is Chad Kroger and...
1: Josie Scott. Josie
0: Scott from Saliva.
1: Matt Cameron on drums.
0: Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Here we go. for this guy
3: So on so Play it again Play that part again Why does he sound like
2: that
3: So so oh, love would
1: all save us
0: Yeah How could look what love Oh God. Sometimes we like to have karaoke in our house, which is just us singing with amplification to karaoke YouTube songs. This one is so fun to do as a yeah, one duet. Of, one of the best ones. Oh, my God. I forgot.
1: Yeah, I got you, baby. <laughs> I
0: forgot all about this. Oh, my. See, they ju- I just get so hype. Oh, they're so good.
1: I get so hyped.
0: I can hear eagles. <laughs> I think that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Nothing i say about Spider-Man.
1: Just banger after banger, banger
0: after. I did watch Spider-Man and Spider-Man too. I have seen yeah. them. I saw them in the theater when they came out.
1: I don't know if I saw them in the theater, but I watched them with my dad a lot. Mm.
0: My I dad probably, was really
1: into hero when it when it came out. Oh, it's such a good song. Yeah, yeah. Those oh, soundtracks.
0: Oh, oh. So this is one of my topics I want to talk about: superhero movies in the two thousands. That had banger soundtracks. Yeah. Like Wind Up Records was all over that. So uh Broken, see there and Amy Lee, that was on the Punisher soundtrack. That's why that got that happened, I guess. Which like they they really mixed that, right? bringing Amy Lee up because yeah. if you <laughs> listen to the version without her in it, it was not great. Whoa. Whoa. And then and then Breathe No More, the Evanescence like deep cut was on the Electra soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Because <laughs> I'm bro- Okay, cut that. Um, <laughs> <clears throat>
1: you know I'm not going to cut that. No, you have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Check. Do you have any other songs on your list that were written specifically for movies?
1: I have so many.
0: Oh, I have a couple more.
1: <laughs> I have so many more. So, written specifically for movies. Uh, this is one I was thinking you would pick. Hmm. But... This was uh maybe maybe the biggest song commercially from this artist. But this is Miss Misery by Elliot Smith. Oh. Is this Goodwill Hunting, is that what Yes, it, was? it is. Yeah. Written for the movie and mm-hmm. ended up being maybe his There's
0: discourse about that year's Grammys or whatever. Not Grammys, yeah. Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. We'll get into it. I'll take it through
4: the day. Some help from Johnny Walk and Red. Send the poison brain down the drain to put bad thoughts in my head.
1: The great Elliot Smith.
0: I almost picked "Needle in the Hay" from the Royal Tenenbaums because oh, I yeah. think that one might have been the first time I heard Elliot Smith when I watched that.
1: So what's the uh, what's the discourse about the oh, Oscars?
0: I was looking up some just like I like I like a top whatever list of you know, best soundtrack songs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and in one article I read, it was like, and maybe the the most disgusting display of. oscar perform trickery ever it was just like so over the top that celine dion could have ever won instead of elliot smith it's like he was up against my heart will go on yeah no one thought uh, he was gonna win. He was happy to be there. I actually, he probably didn't want me there <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> or anywhere.
0: Yeah, it's like calm down, and it's like not that the shiny golden statue really means anything anyway. It's like, oh my god, oh my
1: go, god, don't cut yourself on that edge.
0: Go eat some fruit. You probably have scurvy. Like, calm down. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I've never seen Goodwill Hunting.
1: It's I. So we, we didn't put my heart will go on cause it's too obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or same with, I will always love you.
0: Yeah. I was going to talk about the bodyguard, um, just because queen of the night is such a good song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Will you play a little bit of it? Yeah. <laughs> can't help it. out of control
1: oh that's that song so good. is so good it's like an all-time best chorus
0: i love that they just get right to it <laughs> i like i love songs that just start with, start the, with chorus. the chorus yeah. it's like you know what it's so good we're just gonna give it to you an extra time yeah thank yeah. you yeah
1: yeah this isn't necessarily you know this isn't the best soundtrack songs of all time or yeah. the biggest soundtrack hits because no. that was impossible yeah. there's so many yeah this is just kind of some that came to mind for mm-hmm. us.
0: Yeah, we blowing through some some of these top ones. i got a lot to say about some other ones. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have another one from 97. This is oh. way different than uh, Elliot Smith, uh-huh. but also a song written for a movie uh-huh. from 1997. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what your reaction to this will be. Yeah, this is from Lost Highway, which I think was David Lynch. Who um, dat? The soundtrack was put together by Trent Reznor. Oh, uh, but this is "I" by the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, which is maybe top three favorite songs of theirs for hmm. me. Falls between post melancholy pre adore. Mm, okay. And you and I are both world renowned fans of <laughs> of that era.
0: Is this is this where old Trent got his uh soundtrack creds from? Is this like the first one? I don't.
1: I don't know if it was the first one. I, I'm not much of a Trent Reznor scholar.
0: I like the idea of like Trent Reznor. And produce the soundtrack, and it's like this boy just made a mixtape, yeah. Also, there's some questionable songs on here.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Closed, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, I like that song a lot, though.
0: I don't think I know that song. Uh, yeah. I've never heard that movie,
1: yeah. Cool,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That came to mind because that uh, that would have uh, coincided with with Elliot Smith mm. getting getting shafted by Celine Dion.
0: <laughs> Mainst- mainstream media. Um, I don't have one from 97. I do have one from 96.
1: Perfect. Lay it on me.
0: Um, I've never seen this movie. I don't even think I knew the song was from a movie until like the last year. Uh, but the song Don't Let Go by En Vogue from the movie Set It Off. To
3: a chicken-
1: Excellent.
0: <clears throat> the music video for this song is basically just showing you the whole movie. I think I remember watching it and just being like, "What is this?" Now you
1: know. You don't even have to watch it. Uh, that's been song spoiled for you.
0: Is so good. They really, they just, they really go off. Um. Yeah, that's a movie I've never seen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't know it was a movie. <laughs> I love. I
1: love that we have a, keep having to. Yeah. <laughs> clarify that. Oh, I just realized I have another sub sub subcategory.
0: Oh, what is what what is it?
1: It only consists of one song, okay. and it's a song that was that only would have appeared on a movie soundtrack, but was cut for controversial <laughs> oh reasons. Oh my god! Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it is Stone Temple Pilots' "Only Dying." It was a song written around the core era, and uh-huh. it was supposed to be for the Crow. Oh. But then Brandon Lee died. Uh huh. On set. Uh, So they figured maybe they shouldn't put a song called Only Dying on. So Big Empty was put on instead, which became a huge hit for them.
0: Oh, I knew about Big Empty being on there, but I didn't know about this. (laughs) song yeah so did they do they write this for
1: the movie i'm not sure Hmm. it was supposed to be on the soundtrack but i don't know if it was i don't know if it was written specifically for it or not they don't really have a lot of b-side songs stp so my gut guess is that it was but then when brandon lee was i don't think he was killed on set but he was like fatally injured on set I guess they decided they couldn't have a song that just starts with, my life is over.
0: Well, I mean, soundtrack. Yeah. You know? Huh. Didn't know that. I did look at the Crow soundtrack because I thought maybe there'd be a song on there I'd want to play.
1: I think the second uh, Crow soundtrack had Days of the New on it.
0: I didn't see that one. I saw the first one. Yeah. We all did. All of us goth kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's a rite of passage.
0: Oh, yeah. You want to take a sharp turn?
1: Oh, yeah. Sharp turn, um, please.
0: Did you ever see the movie Save the Last Dance?
1: No, not that I'm aware of. Oh,
0: boy. Do you, are you, do you know what it is?
1: I know the name. Oh, my God. Do you I've know what it's about? Them. No, you're going to have to. Oh, my
0: God. Julia. Educate me. Okay, hang on. I got to pull some names. Um, it stars Julia Stiles. I don't know the co star name. Sean Patrick Thomas. That's her co star. Okay. Julia Stiles. I don't remember why, but she, she starts going to predominantly black school and she's like a ballerina or something. And she wants to do dance, but like they don't want her to be a baller. I don't remember. Anyway, she, she learns how to dance to hip hop instead of ballerina music. I don't know. It's a whole thing. I'm really not describing it very well. Very <laughs> <But> cool. <laughs> all that really matters is that the song "Crazy" by Casey and JoJo, which was not written for the film, but it was on the soundtrack, and I think it's one of those music videos that's like got cut scenes in there. Oh my god, the music video! It's just like raining, and they're going crazy. Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Play it. <laughs> baby, baby, baby.
3: You are my true love and I...
0: One of the earliest songs to use autotune as a like artistic choice. Yes, yeah. Um, here's some information that seems like it can't be true. <laughs> Apparently this this soundtrack had not had eight singles. What
5: that, was the soundtrack? No, I'm
0: no, sorry. no, no, no. Huh? What was the soundtrack Save again? the Last Dance. That's Sa- right. Save That's the what Last I thought. Dance. Okay. Okay. This is very confusing. So it says singles from Save the Last Dance, making it seem like these songs were released as part of the film release. But I think it's just songs that had been released as their own singles that were also on the soundtrack. Oh. Very confusing. Because one of them is like, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why they would put this information in here. This is why you're not supposed to look at Wikipedia, I guess.
1: Because anyone can edit it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. But.
2: (laughs) What a cliffhanger.
0: It peaked at number three on the Billboard 200, six on the top soundtrack. Oh, three on the top internet albums. I don't know what that means. (laughs) What is that? Back then? Top internet albums. Oh, that's, I'm going to have to dive into that later. Yeah. (laughs) There's no time. Weird
1: niche Billboard charts. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what a great song! So many like birthday parties and school dances and skating rink nights. Just listening to "Crazy" by Casey and JoJo.
1: I have a song that I'm very surprised didn't make your list. What is it? Uh, This is from the City of Angels soundtrack. Haven't seen it. Not familiar, but this is the best Alanis Morissette song. Uninvited. Oh
0: my god, I forgot.
1: Uninvited. I got you, baby.
0: I'm an idiot. the the outro that song is so good uh i think there's a performance of her doing it live at the grammys yeah that year and then also her unplugged are very good
1: yeah the unplugged one is good
0: yeah the one at the grammys is is pretty good um this was the first song released after jagged little pill yeah what a (laughs) follow-up oh
1: my favorite alanis morissette song oh yeah yeah, I was surprised that didn't make your list.
0: I forgot all about it. There's too many. There's too many songs.
1: Weird gems out there.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I'd like to talk about another song. If you don't mind. Go for it. Uh the movie This Is Forty. I don't know. The combo of the movie and the song seem very strange to me because the movie's pretty dumb. I mean, it's fine. I I did watch this movie. I watched it with my mom, which was a little awkward. A Judd Apatow film but Fiona Apple wrote a song for it called Dull Tool T-O-O-L not tool like a ballerina would wear <laughs> you
2: stuck around
3: you stuck around you stuck around until you got me then, then you dropped me You don't fuck when you fuck, you don't say what you mean, you don't talk loud enough. No possible, or celebration celebration's impossible. You forgot the difference between equanimity and passivity. You forgot you have to try, you have
0: For some reason, that song's not available on most streaming, I think, which sucks because that's a really good song.
1: I would say it's one of my favorite Fiona <laughs> Apple songs, Oh come yeah. on.
0: Yeah. They all are.
1: Yeah. They're all my favorite.
0: Apparently, she also wrote the song Cosmonauts for the film, but they couldn't find a place for it.
1: Really? Yeah. I did know This would that.
0: have been 2012. Is that the year? Idler yeah. um, Wheel. Wheel came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she would have written Cosmonaut around the same time. I didn't know and that, and didn't come out until 2020. Isn't that crazy? Wow! I know. The I said that this is 40 is a dumb movie. I meant that like complimentary, not like it sucked. It's a, just a it's a Judd Apatow movie. It's like a, it's a funny romp with Paul Rudd. Whatever. <laughs> um, he. There's also a scene where Paul Rudd, I think, is like trying to bond with his family and he turns on music and it's Rooster by Allison Chains. That was pretty yeah, funny. That's no, good. Um, yeah, Dull Tool. What a good song. I want just like lyrical excellence from Fiona Apple again. I don't know what instruments are going on in there. She used the word equanimity, which is like, is that a word? <laughs> it. You could tell me it is or it isn't, and I'd be like, that's fine, that makes sense. I've, to, ha- to put it in a song, it's one thing to even know it's a word. Did you know that word? Am I just stupid? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I cannot confirm nor deny.
0: <laughs> if I'm stupid. <laughs> oh, God. That's not for me to decide. Mm. I always think it's a real interesting combination. Yeah. Just like a Fiona Apple deep cut on this Judd Apatow movie. I love it. Um, I think uh, John the producer john bryan had a hand in bringing them together that makes sense yeah but uh, i just i love that song okay i'm gonna say that a lot um is it time for a break yeah cool that's what professionals do
1: that's true hello and we're back we good so I I did wanna play something because we've you and I have had a lot of ninety songs. Yes. And a lot of Zeros songs. Yes. And maybe what one eighties song so far. Uh-huh. I did want to play another eighties song real quick. Okay. Just to get some full, you know, representation. Uh, but this is from Heavy Metal.
0: Oh yeah.
1: This is a Stevie Nick's Blue Lamp. belladonna and left off and then put on heavy metal which i guess most famously known for sammy hagar's big hit heavy metal
0: um what is heavy metal (laughs) the movie it's a movie
1: it's that animated movie with the uh space lady boobs
0: oh huh But like what is it what's it about have you seen it
1: Yeah, I saw it once. I don't really remember what it was about. Mm. I just remember a lot of early 80s rock songs and space boobs.
0: That's all we need. Yeah. I think. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What's the soundtrack got? Just give me a list, man. Uh, Yeah, looking at the list, that Stevie Nicks song is pretty- It's an outlier. (laughs) Bit bit, bit out of place. (laughs) Uh, That's funny.
1: Got like Um, an alternate version of The Mob Rules by Dio Era Black Sabbath, mm, which is cool.
0: Okay. Um. That reminds me. I wanted to shout out the Practical Magic soundtrack. Of course, uh, it's got the the Stevie Nicks only version, not the only version of it, but the just Stevie Nicks version of Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if does that does that exist anywhere else. Like, was that released pre Practical Magic soundtrack? No, not that I'm aware of. Hell yeah!
1: I think it. I think afterwards it was put on that Greatest Hits, right? Yeah. Enchanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, that movie has more than one Stevie Nicks song in it. It's got uh, a Joni Mitchell song. It has this weird version of um, "This Kiss" by Faith Hill.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I
0: don't know. Okay, I tried to find a clip of the version of "This Kiss" from Practical Magic, and it didn't really pay off. <laughs> but it's just like the drums are really loud. I don't know. They they did something to it to make it sound more witchy. I think unless faith hill but <laughs> it's very interesting um i have watched that movie so many times yeah i probably watched it 10 times this year this then, year yeah i'm not kidding well oh, oh wait 2022 oh, last yeah. year i guess in the last year <laughs> just in the last <laughs> yeah two it's, months. it's you know mid late february and i've watched it 10 times uh, <laughs> it's all good are you ready to pivot to talking about almost famous for a little bit
1: yeah yeah Okay. How many picks do you have from <clears throat> Almost Famous? I
0: really only picked one because I knew you would pick one at least. Um, yeah. I want to talk about more though probably. And I might throw an extra one in. Who knows? Um, Almost Famous. The, what was it? 2000? Is that when that was released? Yes. Yeah. Another Cameron Crowe hit. One year in high school on Christmas break, I watched that movie at least once a day every day. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. And the soundtrack, just every song placement in that film is just perfect.
1: Yeah, regardless of what one's thoughts on the movie might be, which mm. you and I both like it. Yeah, the placement, just the placement of the songs alone mm-hmm. is great. Just the fact that Cameron Crowe was able to get five, was it five, I think, Let's Up yeah. One songs? Rarity. On it. Yeah, one alone is a rarity, but five?
0: Yeah. Once again, School of Rock and Shrek 3 is really, and then almost famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: and that, that uh, <clears throat> car commercial in, like, the mid-2000s, mm-hmm. Volkswagen mm-hmm. or something, in that rock and roll.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Someone had a legal bill to pay or something that year. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Just a little residual giggle. Yeah. <laughs> that movie, because, so, I, I didn't grow up with, like, classic rock being around me. I know you did, because your parents listened to it. hmm I didn't. So that movie, like, open opened the the gates, <laughs> we'll lock the gates, uh, <laughs> to more classic rock. Um, that it's for sure like the first time I heard and in, had interest in Led Zeppelin. Like, there's a chance I heard Led Zeppelin on passing. I'm sure, but yeah, like that movie was the first time it like connected. And very shortly after, I I bought Led Zeppelin three on CD Compactus. disc. Um,
2: <clears throat>
1: did you pick three because it had two songs from the movie on it? Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's my favorite Led Zeppelin album. Now <laughs> yeah. it's got my favorite song on there.
1: Yeah, which wasn't even in. No. Almost famous. No, just, just a, bonus. a fun little treat for you.
0: Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Wore that. Wore that soundtrack out. Not so. Uh, I don't. What pick? What song did you pick? Well, the song Did I you picked, pick a real band or a fake band?
1: I picked a real band. Oh,
0: okay. We're going to have to play part of... Uh, the fake band, yes, yeah, which yeah.
1: I think it is on streaming, so it is. Yeah, yeah. easier. The, yeah, uh, the song I picked is the one that plays at the closing credits, which this is a band that obviously you and I had heard, but this was the beginning of me deciding to dig deeper into this band and their sort of lost era when they got a little more experimental, and that's... This is probably the beginning of this band becoming one of my favorites, but this is the Beach Boys and Fuel Flows. Oh, yeah. actually didn't even believe for a long time that that was a song from the 70s. Like, when you hear it in the closing credits, it sounds a lot more modern. Hmm. I think it sounds like a pretty modern song for that time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, it does not sound like the Beach Boys that the average person would recognize, like the early surf songs and Kokomo. But that's one of my favorite songs of theirs. Apparently the second song that Carl Wilson ever wrote in his life, Hmm. that being Feel Flows. Wow. Which is impressive on its own
0: and now we'll play the first song that played in the movie which is the christmas song by the chipmunks I'm just kidding that is the that is the opening song to the movie though yeah
1: <laughs> that, that followed song. by oogum boogum
0: yeah 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 I, there's there's so many scenes in that movie that there's a lot of songs in a lot of movies but this one has so many that actually like i feel to like i connect with like because of the movie maybe, I don't know. Yeah. This is like one of the few movies that I actually like give a shit about. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like this in Space Jam, you know, but Yeah. I don't know, the the tiny dancer scene, my god. Like I think that might be when I was like, "Oh, okay, Elton John's cool." Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Cuz before like as a kid it's in like, growing up in the 90s with like a 90s Elton John discourse, it was yeah. like, "Oh, Elton John is gay, so that's yeah. bad." And it's stupid to like him, but he did do the Lion King, which was cool. But we, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of discourse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's when not, I watched,
1: that's not stuff that we stand by now. No, it's no, just no, no, when no, no, a, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, when no. when you're a kid and you see the Lion King, it's like, oh, well, that song's probably all right. Yeah. But then the other kid on the bus is like, yeah, but did you hear?
0: He's, he's gay.
1: This is the '90s, and that's bad. Yeah,
0: yeah a lot to take in, but seeing. Multiple Elton John songs put in this movie. Uh, that's I, it. Really is when I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah. I get it." Also, just um, the way Tiny Dancer is presented. I don't know what it is. It's just so good.
1: Yeah, i I have wondered at times in my life about the the legacy of Tiny Dancer pre almost famous. Yeah, because we were both alive for a good number of years <clears throat> before the movie came out, mm-hmm. and I mean, it was one of his bigger songs already i would have to assume but i mean the the life it's had since almost famous i feel like has catapulted it into like just a higher echelon just because of that scene
0: that's true i didn't really think of that um i know there's the scene in friends uh where where phoebe sings tony danza yeah do you think that gave it a bump on the charts (laughs) it had to it better have well i did pick another elton john song um We'll listen to it and then we'll talk about it. I, I picked Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's.
2: Just brought with God.
3: It's got a lot of songs to see If I knew the tunes, I might join him. I'll go my way. song in New York City, subway's no way for a good man to go down, rich man can ride and the whole boat, he can drown.
0: So this song, oh, no, I think, no. s- sticks with me purely because of the scene in the movie. So they're all at the like big dinner, and they find out they're going to be on the cover of the Rolling Stone or whatever. Yeah, and Russell's there with his like wife, Lady, and Penny Lane's not supposed to be there. Yeah, and, but she shows up anyway, and then Dick, the manager, has to tell her like to go away, and she gets sad, and the song is just playing and. Oh my God, it's so, it's so heartbreaking. And then she takes the quaaludes.
1: Yeah.
0: And William has to come, you know, save her or whatever. It's just so sad. And then meanwhile, like if I really like listen to the song and think about it, there's parts of it where I'm like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> a about? A lot of Elton John. I don't really. know what you're talking about Elton John, yeah. but, but there's like a line or two that's like, oh, that's really nice. Okay, I'll I'll take that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that song. ugh that yeah, whole very, scene
1: yeah the very well used in the yeah
0: i for sure cried to that scene before so yeah a lot of big feelings um uh, but luckily in the movie they once she takes the quaaludes they switch right to <laughs> my sharia more by stevie wonder playing while she's getting her stomach pumped yeah <laughs> it's just so funny and
1: Williams just looking on yeah. in adoration
0: oh my god what a that, that was a weird combination but <laughs> what are you gonna do <laughs> Uh, um not just the soundtrack but if you just look at like all the songs that play in that movie if you get that list if that could have been a soundtrack that would have been wild that would have been so many but
1: they did just put out a box set of everything that was in the movie oh really including the nancy wilson little guitar bits. Oh, okay i didn't know that
0: had everything on there yeah they even
1: had, I think, the Stillwater demos. In, yeah. In addition and to an the EP versions Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> really there was going, a Stillwater EP that came out. Yeah.
0: Really going deep in the lore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's just so many like little songs playing in the background at, at all times. Yeah. And it's just like, oh yeah, listen to that song.
1: And um, different songs depending on which version of the movie you're watching.
0: Yeah. We have the director's cut. Yeah. Extended <laughs> cut on Blu-ray. Not to brag, but we do yeah. have it on Blu-ray. And DVD, both. That's it. Both. Yeah. Okay. Listen. Um, so, you know, th- those songs are by real bands, but of course, the whole movie is about the band Stillwater, which is not a real band. Um, unfortunately, Jason Lee did not actually sing, <laughs> but the song "Fever Dog" actually goes pretty hard. Oh, it slaps. Yeah. Will you play some? That song's good. Did you oh, know that Jerry Cantrell was Cameron Crowe's first pick to play uh, Larry the bass player?
1: Oh, that would have been so cool. It wouldn't cool. have
0: been funny. Who's like one line of let's get some barbecue. Get some
1: barbecue, man. That's so Finally funny. Finally the truth. That's
0: so funny. I didn't know that. God, there's just so many little little good tidbits. I was trying to find who were actually the, the Stillwaters, but I, I got to I know nothing. Mike McCready was the
1: lead guitarist. Oh,
0: yeah. That makes sense oh marty frederickson oh okay uh i think was the, the singer the, okay. the jeff bb i believe
1: okay that's cool i know i mainly know marty frederickson for being a guy that like like a songwriter that co-wrote a lot of the aerosmith like 90s hits
0: yeah also some Buckcherry. so really
1: Buckcherry? yeah Is which Buck- ones
0: uh, one, I saw one listed. I oh. didn't recognize it. Oh. Um, is Buckcherry the worst band in the world?
1: Hinder is worse. Hinder <sighs> is like sub Buckcherry. So
0: I think Buckcherry might be worse <laughs> just because I feel like Hinder is pretty like. Hinder can be more white noise to me. Buckcherry <laughs> is like abrasive in every way, like lyrically, visually, sonically, just. It It's gross. Like Everything is <laughs> <It's> gross.
1: <laughs> How do you feel about Five Finger Death Punch? I know it's a different category. Um,
0: but. So I don't know what Five Finger Death Punch looks like as part of it. Like I know what Buck Cherry looks like, unfortunately. Yeah. Buck himself um, is <laughs> gross. So Five Finger Death Punch, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. But I don't know what they look like. And I don't really pay attention to their lyrics. I don't know what it is about Buck Cherry. It's just like he knows what he's saying and he he's going to make sure you know what he's saying and it's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> do you think mr buck cherry has ever seen a naked woman
0: i don't think so i think he might be a virgin honestly which like god bless him you know he's probably saving himself but
1: <laughs> josh todd is going to hear this and he's going to come after <laughs> us St-
0: you said his name. I'm not kidding. You said his name and I visualized what he looked like and my, my stomach lurched a little bit. I'm not joking. It's
1: part of it because you have an aversion to people with two, like their first <laughs> yeah. and their last name are both first names.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. He can probably can't help it. Um, It's just I've seen too many catatonic youth videos <laughs> of, of him at his absolute worst. <laughs> He's
1: gross. <laughs> yeah. When she reaches back and she
0: tickles stop. your balls. stop! It's icky. You. Uh, anyway,
1: <laughs> is this the most like just off the rails one we've done so far? Possibly. Just like here's some songs we here's like. Let's talk about Buck
0: Yeah, I I kind of didn't think about the fact that like you can only say so much about a song, and I haven't watched most of, most of these movies, so.
1: Yeah, maybe it's good that I overprepared with yeah, songs.
0: Yeah, I, I could probably add more. I guess yeah almost famous one of the best
1: well uh, i guess on the subject of cameron crowe
0: oh yeah we're gonna pivot into the the er- earliest cameron crowe that we have in, in that we have in the loop here yeah. yeah y'all ever heard of singles
1: <laughs> so we had the same song from this right yeah i mean i could have picked any but
0: yeah, yeah. it's a really good soundtrack Yeah,
1: it's Mm. a great soundtrack. We spent a lot of time together, (laughs) you and I, listening to that soundtrack. Yeah. A lot of road trips to Seattle, (laughs) which (laughs) is like really corny saying it out loud. Listen,
0: it was a trip to the motherland and we had to prepare.
1: You got to do it.
0: (laughs) You had to be in the right headspace.
1: As far as lore for a soundtrack song, this one has a pretty good one. Um, The song we picked was
0: Story time. You should bring the candle closer to get campfire sounds. Oh, yeah. You tell a story.
1: We'll go ahead and play... Did you have a timestamp for this one?
0: No. I, think I knew I it was going to be on your list, so I just let you go.
1: This is uh Seasons by Chris Cornell. Seven. yeah, on the subject of songs written for movies, the uh, sort of infamous story of of that song Seasons is that uh, Jeff Amon, the bass player for Pearl Jam, who also has a cameo in the movie singles, mm-hmm. he wrote up a like a fake cassette EP with fake song titles, uh, Seasons being one of them, and Chris Cornell wrote a song for each of those song titles. And Seasons was the one that ended up actually on the soundtrack, but some of the other songs like Spoon Man was one of them. Mm-hmm. So what ended up being one of the biggest, probably the second biggest Soundgarden song was because of a fake song title. Yeah. A Flutter Girl, which ended up on later on Chris Cornell's first solo album. this is here missing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nowhere But You. But yeah, he, uh, that song was written just because Jeff Amon wrote that that down as a fake song title. And then Chris Cornell being the man he is. He, like,
0: fuck you, I want to write a song. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just pump out this masterpiece. Yeah. Excellent soundtrack album.
0: Yeah. That movie is wild. Um, I actually don't. I think maybe I only watched it once or twice. I've seen the scene several times. Yeah. The scene with Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Several times. But the entire movie, maybe I only watched once. I don't.
1: Yeah. Remember I've only watched it once. What too. it's
0: about, really. I don't think it's actually very good, to be honest with you. Yeah.
1: It was um, like a. Uh, <laughs> I remember it being like sort of a, like a romantic comedy, yeah. With this sort of B plot of of a Seattle band, yeah. Like, and that's what most people take away from it is because the the fake band <laughs> consisted of actual Seattle music musicians, yeah. Like you had most of Pearl Jam, and then you had Matt Dillon, and that's like sort of the the thing that people, including myself, I guess, remember from the movie. Mm-hmm. The yeah, excellent <laughs> acting of Mr. Edward Vetter. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely one where the the soundtrack is more of a draw than the movie for me. uh, uh Birth Ritual was on yeah, there. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh,
1: Pearl Jam, uh, yeah. Breath, and State of Love and Trust.
0: Mm-hmm. Touch me, I'm sick. Touch me, I'm sick.
1: Touch me, I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wood. Wood. Wood originally was yeah. just for that that soundtrack. Oh wow! And then later on, it was added to the end of Dirt. Could you imagine if the best Alice in Chains song? Oh,
0: yeah, that's crazy.
1: And actually, now now that I am thinking about it, I want to say, I want to say that Alice in Chains put together their own demo of songs that would maybe be would maybe work Uh for singles, and that ended up being kind of what they, well, ended up being partially what they pulled Sap from. So like, got me wrong and brother and all that. But then some of the songs like Wood and Rooster junkhead i think that was stuff they were initially like kind of pitching for singles
0: yeah chloe dancer crown of thorns was on that soundtrack right yes yeah can we play a little bit yeah (laughs) i mean it's just such a good good song good songs What a great song.
1: The Mother Love Bone masterpiece, Mm -hmm. which I wouldn't have known that song if it weren't for the single soundtrack. Yeah. Well, uh, (laughs) I know we both have another Chris Cornell example while we're on the subject of singles and seasons.
0: Yeah. So a movie, uh, (laughs) another movie I didn't know was a movie really other than the song being on the soundtrack. uh, Sound Shower by Chris Cornell was on the soundtrack of great expectations yeah, yeah is that movie matt Dillon or is that ethan hawk i get them, i want to say it's ethan hawk i get them mixed up they're both just little squinty guys you know <laughs> Jesus. Yeah.
1: i think it was ethan hawk but i, I you know, know it'll turn out i'm wrong
0: my problem with singles might just be i don't like matt Dillon. is mm. he i don't know there's something about him i just don't like him
1: <laughs> you know i saw just like a month or two ago a uh a picture of a young Matt Dillon with John Lennon. Uh-huh. And I thought, Oh, this is like photoshopped or it's <laughs> was like a deep not? fake or something. It was real. Oh, that's It was like a very young Matt Dillon and it was a day or two before John Lennon was killed. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know. It's one of those things where like uh what was it? Like there was something about how Betty White would have been around the same age as like Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. and yeah. Anne Frank. Like one of those things where mm-hmm. you don't really like the timeline do you think it's completely yeah. different, like timelines yeah. yeah
0: um i think i know why i don't like matt Dillon. yeah it's because my first introduction to him would have been where he was the villain and there's something about mary and i just oh. couldn't get i just couldn't get oh over, yeah i yeah. couldn't get over it <laughs> he's always that guy to me
1: <laughs> yeah great great expectations was ethan Hawke, right yeah no, I, I think didn't. so okay one of
0: them yeah oh, was some kind of book
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh lord I'm not, I'm not very
0: cultured but I yeah, do the... but this okay I'm not really prepared for this song but go ahead
1: so this is Sunshower by Chris Cornell two straight minutes of that because you can't not.
0: That song is a little hard to listen to. I usually only hear it when I'm just really wanting to lean into f- feeling sad. <laughs> yeah,
1: I had to do some research during that because I was pretty sure about this, but yeah, that Great Expectations soundtrack came out in January, 98. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty well before Euphoria Morning came out. <laughs> so that was the second solo song that Chris Cornell put out post- Soundgarden, the mm. first being Ave Maria <laughs> in like September 97. It's weird. So it's, you're talking like eight or nine months after Soundgarden broke up is when Sunshower came out.
0: It's probably my favorite Chris Cornell solo song. It's very good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm with you. It's tough. Mm. To listen. It's a lot. Yeah. I I have some, uh, some hot takes <gasps> on Chris Cornell's songwriting. Okay. And Sunshower starts mm. off sounding like a Led Zeppelin ballad a little bit musically and then later on when it's building up for the outro kind of turns into like a dear prudence-esque beatles ballad Hmm. has it's reminiscent of it i think but i think sunshower i think he did it as well or better than the beatles or led zeppelin could have if they had been presented with that piece of music yeah that's how that's how good i think sunshower is
0: Oh, okay yeah
1: my hot take. I, I present it in a way that wasn't very interesting, but I think I think the second half of Sunshower, I'll just put it blatantly, I think the second half of Sunshower sounds kind of like the Beatles, but better. That's my controversial. Yeah, I'm fine with it. that.
0: That's I'll, how good I think it is. I accept. Uh, I rule it. You have anything else?
1: Well, I have one last soundtrack song okay. that I, I wanted mm-hmm. to play before I move on to my TVs and...
0: Okay, I have a wild card that I did not list that okay. I want to throw in here. Okay. Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> You've I I made you watch that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That movie is I'm not I'm not kidding. That movie is so good. It's so funny. I think it's I think it's smart. I think it's a smart film and it's just like a perfect encapsulation of early 2000s and it has a i this is a soundtrack i owned and listened to a lot the i mean Josie and the Pussycats separate and then the fake boy band du jour <laughs> Are you so, going to play what i'm hoping? I might play more i might have you play more than one honestly who were all the members of du jour hang on well, Seth Green and Donald Donald Faison, of course. Uh, of course, <laughs> that one guy. What's his name? Brett? Is it Brecken? No. Who is it? Okay, Alexander Martin plays Les, who I thought was Ethan Hawke in this movie. Honestly, one of the members of Dujour, I thought they got Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> Seemed feasible to me. Brecken Meyer. Okay. I feel like an. Did idiot. you say Brecken earlier? Yes, I I couldn't think if that's who it actually was okay anyway excellent scrolling through that cast list i saw like carson daly and i was like oh yeah carson daly's in it and i kept scrolling i was like "Ari spears i'm like oh yeah aries spears for some reason was pretending to be carson daly (laughs) i don't know oh aries spears bad person acknowledged yeah yeah moving on um but an an excellent film uh will you play just a little bit of backdoor lover by du of
1: course i will (laughs) (laughs) you <laughs>
0: figure out who, who actually, who did the vocals for DuJour. Oh, here's an article from Billboard. Seth Green and Donald Faison revisit Josie and the Pussycats. Okay. Okay, I can't find who actually did the jour vocals, so I'm choosing to believe they did it themselves. That's actually Seth Green and company singing. (laughs) Um, I do know Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo did the vocals for Josie. Really? Yeah. Um, I also would like you to play a Josie song. Is it called You Don't See Me? Yes. Yeah, play that one. (laughs) It's a sad one. That's just a nice little song. I don't know. I listen to that a lot. Oh, uh apparently Left Eye auditioned be Valerie, the, the bass player. Oh, cool. I think was Valerie in that wild. Yeah. The guy who did the movie mentioned it and he also alluded to like having auditioned Beyonce and Aaliyah, maybe. Wow. I don't know. We'll have to trust him, I guess, but We'll see. <laughs> anyway, Josie and the Pussycats—one of probably one of my top ten favorite films of all time. Can't believe I forgot about it. I'm embarrassed. Oh, John Stefan and Jason Thomas vocals du jour. That's the credit. Okay. They have no links on Wikipedia, so for all I know. Huh. Oh, Adam Schles- Sch- Schlesinger, the guy from Fountains of Wayne, has um, engineer credits on the soundtrack. That's interesting, right? Yeah. I feel like you don't I share the same passion for Josie and the Pussycats that I have. <laughs> when was the last time you watched it?
1: Within the last year. Really? Yeah.
0: Did we watch it?
1: We've, we have watched it a number of times.
0: <laughs> I, I could watch it right now. I'm going to look it up later and see if it's streaming somewhere. Like Parker Posey is so funny. That scene... <laughs> The scene where they're ha- she's having a party and she invites Josie and the Pussycats and she has all these snacks all over. Just like trays of like chips. And <laughs> And she takes a plate and she picks up one Pringle and puts it on the plate <laughs> yeah. and then pauses and then just picks it up <laughs> to eat it. I don't know. I could, I'm, My eyes are watering thinking <laughs> about it. It's so funny. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I feel like that was too hard of a pivot from where we were at <laughs> and now we can't get back.
1: <laughs> that was an extreme pivot.
0: <laughs> so funny. Uh, okay, go ahead. What do, what do you got?
2: <clears throat>
0: I'm about, so lost. I'm crying. It's about friendship, you know.
1: <laughs> do you want the hardest turn we're, yeah. we've made yet? Yeah. <laughs> uh this is from Half Baked. <laughs> Okay, this which,
0: song being on that soundtrack in itself is just very confusing.
1: Yeah, which speaking of people that, you know, there's uh, current discourse about. Yes. Uh, Dave Chappelle, yes. mastermind of Half-Baked, getting it out of the way that uh, the the not, turn he has taken in the last year or two yes. is Bad. really something. The yes, whole we... putting Elon Musk on stage <sighs> and then saying yes. that the people booing were getting the cheap seats like
0: yeah and uh like
1: i don't i don't know what his
0: anti-trans opinions yeah we do I, not agree nor condone the yeah. behavior of mr chappelle
1: but if you jump back about 25 yeah. years when he was at the peak of his power <laughs> for
0: some reason this song was on the soundtrack to half baked this
1: is a seasons change by days of the new Favorite days of the new songs?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, I've never seen Half Baked. I think we talked about this. Is this yeah. is this a song that plays in the film?
1: No, it's just on the soundtrack.
0: That's more confusing. Yeah. Like I can I could I, I I kind of know the general premise of Half Baked and there's yeah. I don't think there's anywhere it would Where make it sense would to fit. play this song. Yeah. But it also doesn't make sense to just put this song on the soundtrack for no yeah. reason.
1: We were talking about bands that just had songs on soundtracks for a while and days of the new were one of those bands yeah. like when they got big they just had songs pop up random times like they had a song on the godzilla the 98 godzilla movie
0: was that running knees running knees which we learned um yeah. semi-recently that's a wrestling move <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like oh is that what so that's <laughs> that, that
1: must be where it came from
0: yeah yeah that's that's Probably one of my top five days of the new songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I
1: think that's, I mean, it was a left off of the first album. So that means he wrote it when he was probably 16.
0: Yeah. Can't find it on streaming. Yeah. Sucks.
1: There was a bootleg upload of it for a while, but that's gone now. Yeah. Probably for the best.
0: Yeah. I was really conflicted with that bootleg because obviously I don't want someone just putting shit up on streaming that doesn't, shouldn't be. Yeah. However, <laughs> it was nice to have. It some was other nice to be able to listen to them that easily. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe someday. Someday.
0: Yeah. Just put it out legit, man. Yeah. Just put it. Just just get a CD baby account and yeah, stick that it. stuff up there. That's all yeah. you gotta do. Get yeah. the get the get the coin. Yeah. There Maybe there's some other. Um, I'm sure there's issues.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's, there's some label uh, situations. There's and not time things. to
0: get into the drama. Of yeah. That band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was also going to be on my list, but I knew you were going to pick it too. So, yeah.
1: So I, I'm getting a little, a little limited as far as songs. Yeah. Uh, I think I've just about run out of movie songs, but yeah. I do have a TV song and some other fun things. Oh, okay,
0: I have one TV song left. Like TV I have song. one song left and it is a TV song.
1: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just put my spiel after, okay. after yours. Cause I have quite a few to run through. Okay. This will, this will counteract the Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> <laughs> This will be the part what where you, do you tune mean? out. I, I think
0: that was probably a great moment for us. Yeah. <laughs> Me sobbing about Josie seeing the Pussycats. Yeah. That scene is just really funny. Okay.
2: You're um, doing it again. I
0: know. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't really know why this popped in my head. I, I think I was trying to think of like the soundtrack songs, and I was like, oh, maybe I should consider television. And I realized that I probably heard this song for the first time on the episode of that 70s show it was on the song is 13 by big star uh it would have been probably 2012 no 2002 (laughs) i added a decade to that on (laughs) accident 2002 if i had to guess yeah probably um i know exactly where i was so Um, I lived in the country. We had uh, a gigantic antenna in our yard to get television. And then we had just the standard channels you get with it. uh, Just like the built-in channels back in the day. You know, your your local ABC, NBC, um, CBS. That was it.
1: The three channels that everyone had in 2002.
0: (laughs) But in 2002, they added Fox and, My world changed because that meant I could watch King of the Hill.
1: Tucker Carlson.
0: No, no, no. (laughs) I could watch King of the Hill, uh, That 70s Show, Malcolm in the Middle.
1: Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah.
0: uh, There were some other ones, but mainly King of the Hill and That 70s Show. This would have been the first time I had ever seen either of them because they were not available to me so after school that's all i would i would just go upstairs to my room turn on my my tube television that i think we probably have in storage over here uh and and just hope that king of the hill or that 70s show was on um and this might have been the first episode of that 70s show that i happened to see because i would have just turned it on and it was playing it's the episode where eric and donna break up and they play 13 by big star over it
3: Take
1: you they speed up so much at that I know. point it's
0: really <laughs> funny to to listen to that song to the end and then just start it over because you can really tell yeah. how <laughs> much <laughs> yeah I I realized I that would have been the first time I heard that song and that's very interesting because then that um I mean I, I still love that song. It was yeah. uh played during our wedding. Yeah. So. it
1: was a very nice song.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Just like the loudest vehicle of all time just drove by. Rude. Gotta put a recording light on our front of our house.
1: So on the subject of T V songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh when I was a kid, probably around age six or seven. I, that's when I discovered Nickelodeon, of course, as any child of the nineties would. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also really into Nick at night.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: And one of the probably more pivotal music discovery moments I had was of course the classic show, the wonder years, which I loved when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I was obsessed with the wonder years, similar to almost famous. It's impossible to narrow down all the great songs from that show. Like, I could, now I could look back and say, oh, I mean, that's probably the beginning of me getting it into Joni Mitchell or something mm-hmm. like that. The, the biggest thing for me was, of course, the theme song, which was Joe Cocker's version of With a Little Help from My Friends. The
0: only version.
1: The only version featuring the one and only Jimmy Page mm-hmm. on lead guitar. So, there, of course, there's that iconic opening. Yeah. I mean, that's, this is the kind of song where you could pick any section as an example. But vocally, I wanted to skip ahead.
3: But it show feels like
1: talked a couple times about about songs that you heard when you were a kid that you weren't prepared for yeah yeah nothing prepared a, a six or seven year old me to hear that
0: yeah no
1: every every night on nick at night uh, the, i don't know the the things that that song did to to alter my dna yeah and make me into the <laughs> depraved person i am today thank you joe cocker
0: thank you joe cocker Do you have any songs left no what was your favorite nick at night show other than, oh, other than The Wonder Years. other than The Wonder Years. What else were you watching?
1: I watched any of it. Mm. Uh, I liked The Brady Bunch a lot. Oh, yeah. I was really into The Brady Bunch because it was pretty like, feel-good. Yeah. Uh,
0: they had that funny hair.
1: They had the funny hair. <laughs> I even liked like the really old shows, like I Love Lucy. I loved, yeah. I oh, Lucy. yeah. I was a weird kid. I was talking to a co-worker of mine a couple weeks ago about this. He, uh, he didn't believe me. I swear that WKRP... And Cincinnati was on briefly.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, Welcome Back, Cotter. I loved Welcome Back, Cotter.
0: I didn't watch that one. Uh, I was a big Facts of Life Facts girl. of Life. That yeah. was my favorite. Facts of Life. Yeah. Different
1: Strokes. I loved Different Strokes. I didn't watch that. Um, All in the Family would have been my second favorite, by oh, the way. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. That just goes without saying, but All I in the Family, the Jeff- Jeffersons. <laughs> yeah.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> that song.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it would have been The Wonder Years, All in the Family. Any of those other ones yeah. as a third place?
0: Yeah, Facts of Life was probably my my favorite. I was into the Facts of mm-hmm. Life; it was good. Mm-hmm. And now, Nick at Night is Friends.
1: Friends, yeah, Friends, and did they have Seinfeld on there? Yeah, but mostly Friends.
0: Not really prepared to take that in. Yeah, you know what I'm realizing? Huh? I could have I could have played S Club Seven here. That's true. Does that count? <laughs> a TV show about a I guess band. So. Were they a fake band? Were they a real band? They're getting back together. They're reuniting. Are they really? Yeah. They're reuniting. Wait. I thought one was missing. You can cut this out. This is just me having a. One room. was missing? Oh, no. They're all there. Okay. Yeah, we got them. Oh, Rachel, I thought you meant like missing. Like, I <laughs> couldn't find them. MIA. <laughs> yeah. uh, funny. Anyway, sorry. Go, go ahead. What else you got?
1: Do you have all your songs?
0: Uh, yeah, done? unless I think of something else to.
1: Okay. I'll. <laughs> Well, on the subject of songs from my childhood, I'll wrap it up with this. Uh, A lot of my music taste was shaped by songs that were just sort of thrown at me from movies I was saying. In probably 95, I went with my cousin. I skipped school and went with my cousin to see the first Power Rangers movie, the Ivan News one, and another great soundtrack. Uh, This movie, the end of this movie introduced me to what turned out to be a Van Hagar song Mm. that I will defend. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Which is Dreams. Dreams. So I'll always have to defend that song because of the the childlike euphoria that it gave me when of I was course, six years old watching course, Power Rangers. Yeah. And that those end credits are rolling. So I'll always have to stand up for that song. Okay. Um, more importantly, going back to bands that were just on every soundtrack in the 90s that opened up with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and their cover of Stevie Wonder's Higher Ground mm. when the Rangers are skydiving. <laughs> The energy that, that a song like that <laughs> gives a six-year-old little boy.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, doing my, my research for this, it didn't really occur to me until, until this last couple of weeks like just how much a lot of my Chili Peppers fandom was just because of random soundtracks that they appeared mm-hmm. on. So, of course, Higher Ground on the Power Rangers movie, their version of Love Roller Coaster yeah. on so. Beavis and Butthead Do America.
0: Do they have a song on Wayne's World?
1: Sikamika Nico.
0: I could have sworn it was the Love Roller Coaster.
1: That was Yeah, it was Do America. I'm pretty sure it was Sikamika Nico, like a blood sugar Mm. outtake on Wayne's World, Soul to Squeeze from Coneheads. (laughs) Inexplicably, (laughs) like their second or third best song they ever wrote, they toss off a blood sugar and put on the Coneheads soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Go figure. But this pivots to the last... uh, last category that i'm gonna do right now which is video game soundtracks oh yeah so there was higher grounds in 95 and then in 2001 on tony hawk's pro skater 3 (laughs) a 12 year old me was introduced to the original lineup of the chili peppers the song fight like a brave I definitely have memories of being 12 or 13 and going on like band trips, (laughs) marching band trips, Mm -hmm. and me and a circle of friends that I had were obsessed with that song because we all played Tony Hawk. Yeah. And the, well, and I have a vivid memory of this bus ride coming back from whatever we were doing, and we just kept going the whole time, Dun, nah, 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 nah. over and over we stopped at a mcdonald's for for dinner and then we were just like walking around like marching turns out the same way that they're marching in the music video which oh. we weren't aware of but so it's no wonder that if you if you think about a 13 year old me doing that it's no wonder that i turned out the way i am but yeah i can't really be overstated the the impact that the tony hawk soundtracks had yeah. on dudes like me oh yeah in good ways i mean they really put some oddball stuff on those games later on like that's how i got into the stooges Mm. the ramones i wasn't really into punk rock when i was a kid i was more classic rock and like 90s grunge but i'd really have to credit the tony hawks games Mm -hmm. for getting me into punk such as (laughs) early afi
0: oh hell yeah
1: the boy who destroyed the world
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: That was my intro to AFI yeah. in 2001. So imagine the shock four or five years later when when they hit it big. And I'm like, that's the same, boy who destroyed the world, same man. guys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that song. That whole EP is great, but God, I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also a really good introduction to hip-hop for me. Hmm. I know I was talking in the 2003 episode about OutKast being an intro. But yeah. in addition to OutKast, the games, you'll notice these are all from Tony Hawk 3, of course. That was the (laughs) first game that I own, so it's the one I remember most fondly. But yeah, I I really credit those games with kind of opening me up to a lot of hip hop as well. Yeah. Uh, So here is what includes uh, Cut Chemist Suite by Ozo Motley.
5: Packing my Oro Cannon, busting from Okinawa, Japan to Laurel Canyon. Swallow flows, we turning like flush tires. Mellow and trolls, lyrics be burning like brush fires. Spreading vocal leprosy, using discrepancy. Lyric weaponry, lessens your chances. Attesting me, stopping freeze MCs. I block atrocities, true philosophies from the lips of black Socrates. So pocket in pencil up, your peninsula. Killing Dracula MCs, open from my vernacular. Packing back in the LC, we the occupy. No longer bar, got you high when I
1: probably one of my favorite songs ever just because every single thing in it is catchy yeah yeah single out any instrument each one is super catchy yeah and then also another favorite uh for a young me was del the funky homo sapien mm, mm-hmm. still one of my favorites uh, this is if you must
5: it's important to practice good hygiene At least if you want to run with my team I'm about to get into some shit that I've seen This fool's breath on me so some metal ice cream They say don't say nothing if you can't say nice things Sitting too close to him on board like my eyes sting I tried to be subtle, hand him a stick of gum I was a victim of breath on hum. Running his yap about what sent he from Gotta get some gum, gotta get him some He turned it down, his teeth was brown excruciating cruciating, boring, it was a new sensation. I had to ask the dope to pass the soap. Cause his coat had to sketch the crustaceans or bathrooms in the bus station. He had a can of OE and some raisins. Amazing. Head the Tobio, he didn't know. Used to the fragrance. Just as the days went without bathing, he felt manly and I like a man.
0: This is exactly the kind of music a child should be listening to. Yeah. You gotta learn.
1: That and Fight Like a Brave and a couple others we just repeated so often. A lot of Del the Funky, Homo Sapien. So yeah, of course, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I would have been remiss not to mention it. But on the subject of video game soundtracks, it goes back earlier for me. So when I was probably eight years old, well, prior to that, I was a huge fan of the game's Road Rash mm-hmm. uh, on the Sega Genesis where you race motorcycles and you beat people off of their mm-hmm. motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said you beat people off. <laughs> you knock them off of their motorcycles. You get weapons. You get clubs. You get chains. You can beat... Beat up cops. <laughs> I loved it. So the first three games were on the Sega Genesis. I never got to play the third because someone stole it from the the rental place. So I only ever got to play the first and the second. It's too bad. Can never find it. Yeah. They did a another game called Road Rash for the early 3D consoles. So like the 3DO, the I think the TurboGrafx 16, um, and it was released on the PC. So when we got our first computer. I really wanted the PC port of the game because it was called Road Rash, but it was completely different than the Sega Genesis one. So my grandma got it for me. It really wasn't my grandma. I'm sure it was my mom bought it and put my grandma's name on it. So going back to the subject of things I was not prepared for, it opens up with not not necessarily the song, but it opens up with this band, which completely altered my life course. unknowingly having that thrust upon me. Yeah. That just uh, I mean that really was the thing that the moment that changed everything for me. Hell yeah. I know that's cheesy.
0: Thanks Road Rash.
1: Yeah, thank you Road Rash. <laughs> thank uh, you. Uh later on in my adult life, I I stumbled upon live pictures from 95 96 era where Chris Cornell is wearing a Road Rash t-shirt <laughs> that I want. It's very cool. There's a there's an interview with the band. Where whoever Ricky Rackman, I think it was probably him, is asking them about like, hey, you know, you put four of your songs on this Road Rash game. Like, tell us about that. And they're talking about how they liked the games. So they're like, yeah, we'll do it. And Chris Cornell saying like, yeah, you get to kill cops in it. and We love that. (laughs) There is an article out there somewhere where they, uh, this guy gets interviewed who was kind of like a musical director for that Road Rash game and this is a little bit like a done as a tribute to Chris Cornell 5 years ago but this guy is talking about how video games had advanced to the technology where they could potentially have real songs in a game mm-hmm. instead of just midi 8 bit <laughs> yeah like doom had these like 8 bit sort of appropriations of Alice in Chains and like mm-hmm. Megadeth but now in the cd era you can have an actual song and no one had really like, approached the subject of putting, like, a rock band song in a video game. So they wanted to do it, and Soundgarden was getting big at that time. So they asked them, like, hey, this is kind of a weird thing, but would you be interested in having a few songs in this video game? And they said, yes. And then they, the developers of the game then kind of took it from there, and they said, well, how would you feel about, like, are there any other bands on your label? Like, since we're already licensing you guys, are there any other, like, label mates that you guys... Think would fit in on this. So then they kind of use that as leverage to get what ended up being other favorites of mine. So Monster Magnet is on the soundtrack, Swerve Driver, Hammerbox, Therapy Paw. Um they're all on that soundtrack just because of that mm-hmm. that connection, all through Soundgarden. Of course, I didn't know any of this when I was eight years old. Yeah. But now all of those are favorites of mine and all thanks to, to Road Rash Hell and yeah. Soundgarden, thinking it was cool that there was a video game where you could kill cops. <laughs> anyway, that's my spiel about Road Rash. Hell yeah! But yeah, I have I have that uh, that game to think for a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's how I got you to buy into this is when I mentioned that you could talk the about your video games. Video talks. game
1: soundtracks were okay.
0: Video games, yeah.
1: So that's all I've got. Woo. There's a lot, but
0: yeah, soundtracks. I can't really think of any others. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to could, as soon as we're keep, done. Yeah,
1: we could keep going forever. But this is just kind of smattering of...
0: Yeah, just some songs some soundtracks. and soundtracks. Yeah. Why not? A
1: lot, of, a lot of hidden gems out there that weren't on an album mm-hmm. that you would only find if you bought you know, the Practical Magic soundtrack. Mm. Or I'm looking for Spider If anybody's
0: or... got any leads. Yeah. I'm looking for it on CD. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool, Do You Give a song of the week.
0: Yeah, what's yours?
1: Uh, mine is... A song called I Know by De La Soul. Okay. In honor of Trugoy, who passed away Mm -hmm. last week. Yeah. I mean, there's been a whole lot of a million news reports about all the drama with their getting, trying to get their stuff on streaming.
0: Yeah. They had... I haven't seen any of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's been many years in the making, but Mm. especially the last couple where I guess they have, they've had label issues for years and also trying to secure the rights to all the samples they used yeah so their stuff hasn't been on streaming for a long time and i think i think finally got sorted out and their catalog is going to be available like next week and then one of the guys passes away Mm. after like trying to campaign for this stuff for years yeah so in honor of that because i will always respect a man who chooses his his rap his rap name based on reversing the word yogurt (laughs) i know
5: I cut this dance to introduce myself as the chosen one to speak. Let me lay my hand across yours and aim a kiss upon your cheek. The name's plucked too, and from the soul I bring you the daisy of your choice. May it be filled with a pleasure, principle, in circumference to my voice. About those other Jennies, I reckon with, lost them all like a homework excuse. This time the magic number is two Cause it takes two, not three, to seduce My destiny of love is brought to an apex Sex is a mere molecule In this world of lust that I have for you It's true,
2: true I know I love you better.
1: Yeah, some, some super fun hip-hop from that late 80s, early 90s era
0: Excellent, and Trent Thank you You're welcome Mine has no timely uh reason yours is relevant to the time i just picked mine um this is ready or not by bear axe
1: I was not prepared for that yeah i've never <laughs> it just heard keeps going. <laughs> i've never heard that before
0: um so barracks if i don't know if you remember uh the singer is shana shepherd who sang yes on the uh uh museum what is it what the music? mopop the mopop allison chains, Alice in chains. Yeah. yeah so she does her own solo stuff but then she, there's a the band barracks which I think the EP was like 2018. Okay. And they seem to be like semi-active in 2020, but they've been pretty inactive for since for since at least since. 2020. So I don't know if they'll do more. I hope they do. Um, she, she does more like bluesy stuff on her own, I think. And then...
1: Shana Shepard did It Ain't Like That uh, and What the go. Hell Have I.
2: Yeah.
0: Play some. Why not? <laughs>
1: Of course, yeah. featuring Kim Thayil on guitar there. Hell yeah! Kim Thayil playing some Jerry Cantrell. Yeah.
0: Ah. big dream come true. Uh, yeah, Bear Axe. I I don't know what their status is. I hope yeah. they make more music because it's pretty good. That little um, bit I heard was pretty sweet. Oh hell yeah! I love yeah. That. They they only have an EP out, but she's yeah. she's just uh, she's super cool. Yeah. that's how I found her. I was watching that a few yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, she cool. and she's also from Seattle, so. Oh, okay. It kind of ties into the singles talk.
1: Yeah. Okay. Grunge.
0: Yeah. Great.
1: Well, that's a, that's all I've got.
0: Yeah, we get we done we. a marathon. On, gone and done it, <laughs> and you know what? Now we can have dinner. I wonder what it'll be.
1: I wonder what we'll have for dinner.
0: Yeah, it's dinner time, baby.
1: Bye bye. Okay,
0: bye. I love you. <laughs>